<laughs> On today's episode of Maiden Voyage, we're here to tackle another taboo topic, personal finance. Whether it's doubting debt culture or figuring out our financial focus, in order to make waves, we believe women need to think about, talk about, and understand all the ways money makes the world go around. Women face unique challenges, from glass ceilings at work to everyday personal stressors. The Maiden Voyage podcast covers it all, offering tips and tricks for overcoming your struggles. While this lady-hosted podcast focuses heavily on women's issues, it's relevant for anyone who values self-improvement, equality, and badass inspiration. We all navigate this journey together. Welcome aboard. So who has a budget and sticks to it, honestly? Oh, Absolutely. Define sticking to it. Well, so you don't. You just <laughs> you defined it. <laughs> I okay. Is it is it a bad thing if I accidentally spend more on like groceries? Like, not. I'm not talking about like eating out. I'm saying like if I want to spend X amount per month on groceries, and we accidentally go over. Is that like a big problem? Where does the balance come from? What do you mean? Where does the balance come from? Oh, so like if, offsets it. Yeah. If we do less takeout and like buy more groceries instead? I think that qualifies as sticking to a budget. Okay, then, then I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because you adjust <laughs> something else down to accommodate an overage. About the total. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Jackie, does that qualify to you? That definitely qualifies. I mean, that's more than I do. I like <laughs> don't, I've always tried. I've put together several. I know what all my bills are for the month. But I don't have like, I'm allowed to spend X at Wegmans, the grocery store. I'm allowed to spend X is my like personal allotment of allowance, if you will. Like I can spend a hundred dollars on clothes for the month. Like I don't, I don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. So I think the interesting thing is you said allowed. Mm, Allowed, allowed, allowed Um, Mm -hmm. versus like get to or have to. Right. Right. So, um, I love a budget. I love a budget because a budget is an invitation to spend a certain amount of money on something at whatever frequency you want. And Mm -hmm. you get to decide what that frequency is, what that amount is, what's important to you. Right. Just like when we talk about, um, so here's one of the things I think we're going to make a lot of parallels between, I feel like health and wellness and diet culture and money culture, finance culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think about weight loss as I should be eating as little as possible. Really, if you're thinking about like healthy, sustained long-term weight loss, you want to eat as much as possible and still lose weight. Right. Right. You want to figure out how much you can keep eating mm-hmm. and continue to reach whatever goal you have. Right. Um, and sometimes your goal is to gain weight and then you get to eat everything. Right. Um, but budgeting should feel like the same way, right? I'm going to have I don't bills. think it ever does. A budget oh, see, is like I a naughty does. place in my mind. And this is an mm. interesting mental shift. To me, a budget is like a, you are not living within your means. You are zeroing out your bank account weekly. You are, you need to take control of your nonsense and stick to this budget, right? Like that's how we, I guess how I think of a, like why you would need one, not because I'm working towards this goal of my dream yacht. And because I want this yacht, we, we watch below deck, yes. Because I want this yacht, I now am going to change my spending habits 
to make this really awesome thing happen for me, like you do in like this mindset of I'm eating healthy so I can live longer and lift weights and whatever it is. Yeah, no, I think it's so, um, it's very freeing to think about, I set aside a hundred dollars a month for home improvement. And if nothing breaks and I don't have to go to the hardware store, I can take that hundred dollars and be like, I would like new curtains. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is earmarked for that. Or I can take that hundred dollars and say, I'm going to roll that into next month. And next month I'm going to take $200 and I'm buy a coffee table. Like there's, there's something about that, that has enabled me to like, keep my head on straight about stuff, but also figure out, um, everything that I need versus want. And like, sometimes with a budget, you have to delay gratification. Yeah. Um, but that delay either makes it like you're more excited when you get the thing because you waited a month for it or three weeks go by and you're like, wow, God, I didn't get that thing. Yeah. Well, and that's that like <clears throat> that instant gratification world that we live in now. It's like, if I want it, I get it on Amazon here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like make it rain. And so like, but I grew up in a, like a Rob Peter to pay Paul, single family, single mom kind of like environment. And so I, my mentality shift, because I think I lived that way a little bit too, when I was like single and living by myself. And like, we've all been there paycheck to paycheck. Some of us are still there, right? Like just like getting by. Um, Unfortunately, that's how a lot of people are in America right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But my husband was raised in this environment where it was like, you save your money and you buy the better thing, the thing you actually need that's going to last longer, right? So instead of like the, the hoopty car, you save an extra year and you get the nicer car, but the nicer car is going to give you more legs. It's not a band-aid. It's a solution. And so I mentally, as I got older and had been dating Brian, um, had been able to, I now I make that switch mentally as well. So like, I would rather have two pairs of very nice jeans than five pairs of dollar store jeans that I know I'm going to have to rebuy in six months anyway. So I've made that kind of shift mentally, Julia, you're talking about like delaying gratification to like make the bigger purchase. But I think it's more about like, I think about money a lot in like the debt culture as well, which aggravates me, like as well as the diet culture. I am going to start unfriending people on on my Instagram feed because they're like selling all of like the fad, low fat, lose weight, like slurpees and lickies and all these things. And like, I'm like, you are perpetuating the reason why a lot of people wake up in the morning and feel shitty about themselves, right? Like this is terrible, but same goes for financially. You want to go buy something on the Nordstrom app? You can't afford it today, girl. I got four easy payments, $12.99 for you. Like, like Julie, you're just saying if if it's not something that's in your budget today, maybe you don't need it. And I think maybe that we as women it. feel like we need to like the latest shoe, the best this, the most recent that. Like we don't need all the shit in our lives, like cluttering. It's almost like it clutters your heart and your mind space. And I think we're not using our finances for like freedom if you will, to get the things that we want 
instead of feeling like we have to continuously perpetuate this idea of buying things to have them, if that makes sense. I had to make a big shift on social media. Um, I had like a couple of situations over the last few years that radically changed my finances. Um, and it seems like every influencer, especially women, um, the sign of having arrived is sponsorship by brands for stuff, free stuff, buying stuff, haul culture on YouTube, like hyper consumerism is like, I'm doing well. Um, and it's so easy to She's fall into that. Fit fun. Oh my gosh, fab fit fun. Great deal, but only if you actually need and have planned for all of those things. And probably you could spend $50 on one thing you really love. Um, fab fit fun. Um, so this, this podcast will never be stopped. Um, sorry, fab fit fun. Um, no, it's just, you know, some people love that, right? And again, you can budget for that. You can budget for, I love my quarterly fab fit fun. It's $50 a quarter. I'm going to set aside like 15, 17, I don't know. This is Friday morning. We're not doing math, um, but I'm going to set aside like 20 bucks a month so I can get my quarterly fab fit fun box. And it makes me so happy. That's fantastic. That is an intentional, intentional use of your money. Um, I want this FabFitFun box and I haven't thought about how much it costs every quarter and I'm going to subscribe because I saw that such and such YouTuber gets it and was raving about it is just like an impulse buy. Um, and that's a huge jump and that's a big challenge. Um, I had read this article earlier this year um, that was from the every girl, the every girl.com. And it's nine financial goals to make this year. One of them, Jackie is be debt free. So we should talk about that. Um, one of them is making and sticking to a budget. Uh, but the second one, number two, in fact, on the list is to stop impulse purchases. Stop impulse purchases. That's a big one that I had to learn, um, last year. It was a big, like a huge one, um, especially when most of my impulse purchases came from being bored, right? Um, in a year where we couldn't really go and do much of anything, that's why, like, I mean, so much online ordering and, like, you know, getting stuff the next day, that, like, instant gratification, it probably went through the roof because people were bored and they wanted something to do or maybe material items were going to fill like the, the lack of getting to go and do things, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I think I spent, once I, once I like felt okay with like going and getting, you know, coffee to go from somewhere, like going through a drive-through, that became my number one impulse buy. And I was thinking like a disgusting, I mean, well, first of all, okay. And the first part of the year was like, uh, you know, I got Starbucks gift cards for Christmas. Like that's what my family knows is like my love language. And then I got those for my birthday as well. So I was able to like live on those a little bit to like, you know, feel the need. And then it got to a point where we were just sinking so much money. Well, I say we, my husband didn't do any of that. I did um, on like coffee because it was something for me to go do because I wasn't going anywhere. I work at home all day by myself. I have a dog and I now have a cat and like, 
that was it. Like that was my day for like 14 hours while he was like working or whatever. So like going in coffee, getting coffee and like taking a loop around town was like a thing, but like that was gas money. That was coffee money. And that was stacking up in a time that I did not need to be spending that money at all. So it's like, now I established a rule probably about two months ago, um, that I don't get coffee out unless I am having like a virtual coffee meeting with a friend, or if Josh and I are going to get coffee together on a Sunday or something. And the, I mean, I think we save like hundred bucks a month now. I have all other coffee at home. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's cutting out the impulse buys, but it's, it's not just like, you can't just like so, categorize it as the everyday impulse. Right. It's gotta be the one that like you yes. have the issue with. Right. Right. Yes. And so I feel like, yes, I get that. Um, and I, that was also part of the reason, like I got my Nespresso. So like I spent a lot more money on an espresso machine because I knew I wanted to drink it, but I didn't want to, I didn't have time or I didn't want to keep running out. And like, so like in the long run, I know I'll be saving myself money, not up front. And this is kind of what I was talking about when making that shift of like, spending a lot of money daily or like waiting, getting the thing that's going to give you the gratification of like the beautiful cup of coffee that you really want in your home. And I think Julie, like your point, I know you love a budget and like, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about like how it can be so powerful because I think that like, again, we as women get caught in the keeping up with the Joneses um, mentality on needing to get things right. Like like for me, it was always like clothes and like tangible things like that. Like I need new earrings. Like, girl, you don't need new earrings. Like you don't need a new shirt. You don't need new pants. You're not going nowhere. You know, like, so I flipped my mentality. It, I mean, having a child also helped me because I was like, she actually needs pants, right? <laughs> you know, so, so I think of them. <laughs> come into your life that like also force you to change, right? So like I was forced to change the way I spend my money. And like how I look at my, how my spending habits, but I, Julie, I would love for you to share more about like budgeting and like this power that you get from it, because I think it's important. So here's, here's the power we try to do. We have like takeout Friday as a tradition, um, in, in this household, which is fantastic. It's my favorite thing. It has gotten me through the last year of being home all the time. It's been takeout Friday. Um, the reason why we instated takeout Friday is because for a little while there, we were having like takeout Tuesday, takeout lunch on Wednesday, takeout Thursday, takeout Sunday, right? So we were using like online food delivery. We were getting a lot of takeout. Um, and we were like, Ooh, this is like a lot of fees. Um, this is like spendy and we weren't really thinking about it. Um, we were just like, well, we're not doing anything else. So all the other money that we'd be spending is going into takeout. It's fine. Um, but we bought a house and we were like, maybe like that money could go other places. Um, so let's do takeout Friday. So I have a set amount budgeted for the month, but really on a weekly basis for takeout. Um, and this week on Wednesday morning, I woke up and started working and an hour later, thought to myself, you know, it sounds really good. Bagels. A bagel. <laughs> a big old fluffy bagel. You know what I don't have in my house right now? A bagel. Do you know what I don't have time in my day to go get? A bagel. 
but I knew I have money budgeted for takeout Friday, right? And I said, well, it's just my bagel today, right? We're probably not going to get a giant sushi dinner on Friday. But I can take that budget that I have. Listen, I budget a decent amount. Sometimes we do takeout Friday for like leftovers and stuff like that. We budget it like it's a meal out. So I was like, I could take a little bit of that takeout Friday money and we can have a special surprise bagel Wednesday. So we did. And then yesterday I finished my work day and I was exhausted and it was late. And I had worked a long day and I've worked long days all week. So I said, maybe it's takeout Thursday. Maybe it's takeout Thursday. So I can take that same budget amount and say like, okay, so now we're going to have it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So now I look at my budget and I say, what's left? Is there enough left for another round of takeout on Friday? Or am I cooking dinner? Or am I borrowing from next week because it is kind of a rolling monthly budget. If I'm getting ahead on takeout for next week, then I'm going to have two Fridays of more of like a budget takeout, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I need to have two Fridays of we're not ordering in, we're going to pick it up and bring it home. But that's the power of it is like, it's intended for this thing, but that doesn't mean I can't get a bagel on Wednesday. It means when I get a bagel on Wednesday, it might change what I do on Friday. So So I think what I've heard you say is that like, it's a power play, but it's also an exercise in thoughtfulness and how you really want to spend your money rather than bagels, pizza Thursday, sushi Friday, here you are at the end of the month, but, but here you are at the end of the month though, right? You know what I mean? And you're like, I can't afford the water bill or the, I need to put it on my, and and so debt, like credit cards, you know, and I, for like credit cards. So I'm like, uh, my, to have good debt, you have to have debt. Like, what is this trash? Like, I couldn't buy my first car because I didn't have any debt. I didn't have any debt. I had nothing. And they were like, you should open up a credit card, use it, pay it, use it, pay it, use it, pay it, build good credit so that I can give you a car loan. It's like, it's mind boggling how this works. But Julie, what you're suggesting is, is that, that power of like, I'm going to use the money I have to make smarter decisions to get me what I want. Cause my overall goal is I want to cook. So like you've aligned, yeah. right? Like I think the power of a budget, I've never looked at it that way before. I've always looked at it as a punishment for mm-hmm. not spending my money right. Mm-mm. Like it you is. Get an allowance, um, then you get, you know what I mean? As you grow right. up, it's like a hindrance to you. And we don't teach finances in school. We certainly don't teach women finances as much as we should. Um, insane it's crazy to me. And like, you know, I will say that I take the burden of that in my household now, but like, you want to know why? Because I was raised by a mom who went through a divorce who, and a grandmother who said, always have your own money. And then my mom's husband died and she didn't know anything about her bank account. And I was like, are you out of your freaking mind? I know more about our finances. I think that my husband does because I, I have to be in control of it because the way I was raised. Right. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of women who don't. They just like are given an allowance. I think we need to flip that. That like you need a seat at your table, at your money table with your spouse or your partner. Like it shouldn't be one or the other in today's age. 
I agree. I agree. And I think making a budget is the way you get there, right? Because there are things you have to decide together to make a budget. Like you have to sit down and be able to say, okay, we, um, so for example, right now, my partner is um, unemployed. He was downsized from his job. Um, he is eligible to collect unemployment. He hasn't gotten that yet. He um, is like actively looking for new jobs and all of those things. But he's also thinking, maybe I want to shift my career a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that means his next job, he's going to make a little bit less money than he did in his previous. Mm-hmm. The power of a budget is we can sit down and be like, okay, if you make X, this is what happens downstream to all these numbers. Mm-hmm. Do we want that? Can we do that? What is the give and take of that? Right? So now we have the power to talk about those things and be like, you know what? You can make $20,000 less. You can take that more entry-level job and do the thing you want to do and be happier with X, Y, and Z because we know we have this other thing, right? And we can still do the 401k contribution or contribute to our IRAs and like be planning for retirement and saving and doing this and doing that without it. And I will say being able to, knowing you have a safety net always helps there. So like I tend to not really carry credit card debt, but I also know if I needed to, I could, right? If I got into a spot for a month and I needed to like put groceries on my card because we had nothing in the house. I could do it for a month or two and then reconfigure and move on. And that's an incredibly fortunate situation to be in. Um, you know, I'm very lucky mm-hmm. in that like I'm able to do that and I want to recognize that. But um, the idea of debt, Jackie, is so dangerous. It's crazy. Yes. It is. And like we, though, it started for me, the, like the credit card thing started for me and I, and I don't carry credit card debt for very long, either very little amounts, um, as little as possible. Like I'm trying to get them free points, you know, but the whole idea is that you pay it off so that it's free points, but not collecting, um, you know, surcharges and interest rate and all that stuff. So, but, um, I was in college and they had, I was a freshman in college and there was a table from a local bank set up, you know, in, in the cafeteria, like with like, literally you got a spring break towel, come get your credit card, get a spring break towel, pay for your trip with your credit card. Oh my God. Right. So like I went to school, I went to college in like the early, like 2000, I went to college in 2001 when like you got a loan for college and they were like, Hey, you want us to pay for your books and your rent and your food and you're 18. And you're like, I sure do. Right. Because like no one coached me to say, no, you only want them to pay for as little as possible. If you need to eat ramen noodles, girl, that's what you gonna do. You know? No, Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, girl, I want to eat at Chili's every Friday. Give me that yeah. money. And I, I go think to that was also and get a check from them. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that was a time, Jackie, when uh, it feels like student loans were really like coming of age. So like m- my parents didn't go to college. So they didn't have this idea of how you pay for college or having student loans. And 
um, while they have always helped financially, like it wasn't, I didn't grow up with a college fund, right? So it's like, yeah. you, you are going to have and pay for student loans. And I was like, great, we're going to do that. But right. there wasn't this understanding, I think of, oh, this is what that 7% interest rate pre-recession is going to look like when you're actually paying off these loans. So I think yeah. like our experience with student loans changes the way we think about money yeah. because previous generations didn't really have that. It wasn't like part of well, their young adulthood. College also wasn't six figures times four. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I went um, to Rutgers. Neither was mine. But I just feel like the idea of like giving an 18 year old a credit card under the assumption that she going to pay for her spring break trip. Like that okay. is, you know what I mean? And that is like the first time I was introduced to a credit card. My parents never gave me a credit card. Like I had, I worked since I was like 15. So I had like a checking account and a debit card, like going to the ATM to get my $20 for like lunch or whatever. But this was my first experience. And it was, there was no coaching or information. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. And luckily I got a hold of that before I graduated college and like educated on what that meant to me long-term and was able to take care of that debt. But like, let me tell you, it was an Oprah Christmas. It was an Oprah Christmas. People got mm. what they wanted. It was an Oprah Christmas. It was That's really that, fun. Sure. <laughs> not well, you that. paid for it eventually. Well, but <laughs> the thing is that like, we're not, we, we, I was put in a position where it was just set me off on the wrong foot, right? As beginning as a young adult, it was not the step I needed. And like, we're even starting young with Abby. Like she puts money in a piggy bank and she wanted a makeup table. And so we said she like earned money through potty training. And so we took her money and we counted it. She put it in her hand and we walked to Target and she picked the thing. And I said, you have $20. You have to buy something that's $20 or less. That's all you can afford today. And of course she picked the makeup table that was 50. And so she gave her 20 and daddy and mommy paid for the rest of it as like, because we were proud of her, but like we made her align that like, and as we walked through, like you can get this, you can't get until she started crying. And then we were like, all right, you're four. You really can't. No, emotionally handed this right now. But like we really did when she we she like we showed her this is something you can get that you can afford. And so she knows like she has a piggy bank that she's putting money in. We're really trying to like instill like the value of a dollar for her so that she understands money doesn't fall from trees. Like she'll say sometimes we'll use daddy's credit card. Like that's not how it works, you know. Bobby still has to pay for daddy's credit card. Right, but like at four, she understands that money buys her things, mm -hmm. right? And so like, I'm trying to figure out ways to educate her now because I don't want her to be reliant on an, a man or a partner to be giving her what she, like she needs to be able to facilitate her own needs financially. And this power of a budget, Julie, is going to be such a great lesson that, you know, I, we can drill down to her. Love a budget. Yeah. It sparks joy. It's like it. It's, I, I did not, it's taken me in the last like handful of years to really start like understanding what a, what a budget actually is. And it has not been perfect. It's been quite bumpy, honestly. But when I first got out of college, 
and my husband and I got our first apartment together. I added up like our paychecks. We were both working terrible jobs. And I was like, these paychecks add up to this amount of money. And our rent is like slightly less than that amount of money. That checks out. That works. No, <laughs> no. If it's only a hundred dollars, le- if your rent is only a hundred dollars less than what you make a month, you should not be living there. <laughs> so like, it got to a point where like our rent was like going on credit cards. And, like, it was just, it was such a mess, but like, also I was 22 and it's not that I was like stupid. I just like, didn't think, I just didn't think I'm like, you know, like this, this kind of, this checks out, right? Like groceries go on the credit card. Like that's not a big deal. Eventually, like how fast can that really add up? Like how much food do you actually need to eat? And it, it was just, it was, so fast. it was a tough learning curve. It was real. It was real bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jackie, I am going to um, think, think about the, the debt situation though. And think about sometimes when I feel like debt can be a smart choice. Um, because um, there might be better returns for the cash you have now um, on some things. So here's an example of this. We are redoing flooring in our house. Mm. Um, We have the cash. We can pay for it in cash today. Um, But Uh I have a delightful 0% 12-month financing offer on a credit card. I have the cash. I'm never not going to have the cash set aside for it. If I needed to pay off that card tomorrow, I could. Right. However, I can also take some cash that I have and maybe invest it somewhere. Maybe even put it in just like a straight up high yield savings account that I can access it at any time. Uh Right. And budget for the payment on that card. Make sure I will have it fully paid off in 12 months. Right. Um, And that can be a little bit of a smarter way to think about debt is like, yes, I could pay this, but I'm going to get a return on the money I have, pay this off. And then I'm actually paying myself a little bit over this time. Right. Right. Like I'm here for that. If you want to exist in this economy, you have to have debt. You have credit. You don't have to have debt. Excuse me. You have credit. credit. But you don't get credit um, without using credit cards or loans right. of some kind, right? But like, if you pay your balance in full every month, it's not debt. It's just using a credit card. Correct. Right. But the idea of having credit to get things is part of our society, unfortunately. Yes. yes. And you can't get credit without credit. Right. Unless you have a secured card, in which case you're paying in advance because they don't trust you to pay them. <sighs> a whole nother ball game. We don't want anyone living in that ship. No. Well, sometimes that's, that's what you do for your first credit card, right? If you pay the deposit. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's kind of like you're, they just want to make sure they're covered because they're not sure how you're going to be. Quite honestly, that's not a bad place to be. It's like training wheels. You don't just get on a bike and ride. Like that should be everyone's first credit card is like, give me $500. We were reporting to the bureaus. So you're building your credit and you're, we, you know, you can't go over this amount. Like that is a great entry level to credit cards. That should be everyone's first credit card. Yeah. My first credit card was the city MTVU card. No, mine was that spring break card and girl. It was, it was co- co-branded with MTV. I don't think they're allowed to do this stuff anymore. No. I think the laws have changed. Yes. 
Because that is like selling like cigarettes, right? Like yes. the cool guy, like MTV credit card, girl, I'd be smoking these camels all day, you know? Like, <laughs> so good. Exactly. Well, now in, in the well, Northeast, like, you would need a credit card to be a smoker because it is expensive. Um, that's another conversation. So I think the moral of the story here is like using a budget for power, not as punishment. That for yeah. me, my lesson of the day has been. I it, like it. It feels like you're creating opportunities for yourself is what it feels like, really. Mm-hmm. And I like Don't be afraid to ask for help in creating. There are people and resources out there who like do this for a living. So like, I, I, I think a, a lot of what we were discussing internally is how we're, as women, sometimes afraid to talk about this, but you have to ask for help if you don't know what you're doing. It's like, get your shit right, get your money right. Yeah. I think it's like, talk to your friends about it is, is the other takeaway here, right? Like even the people who are buying the yachts have someone watching the money somewhere. I think that if you, what we don't realize is that more of our, we know more than we, our friends know more than we think they know, or like that maybe that's not the right way. Like everyone is doing something to protect their pockets. Nobody's talking about it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't know why, like, I'm not afraid to tell people how much I make. I know that might be taboo, but like, I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not overly proud of it. I just, it is what it is to me. Like, this is where I am right now in my career, in my life and at the organization that I work at. Like, this is what I chose, whether it's more or less than the person next to me. Like, it is what it is. I don't know. That is a whole, probably a whole nother conversation, but like, I am not boastful or embarrassed about like my financial place in life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a really nice place to be. I guess. I mean, maybe I sh- would want Content. to. <laughs> Content. Yeah, I guess that's Content what it is. Content is nice. I think like I landed in a place in my career where like I've made choices that I know aren't good. Like if I wanted to make millions of dollars in a sales role, it it would be, it would also be hard for me to be such an active mom, right? Like I've made choices in my life that are working for me right now that like lead me then to like my budget, right? And the things I can have in my, like you have to make choices. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. All any, I, I think any content I've consumed about finance just becomes its choices. Yeah, exactly. Fab. Well, here's to good choices. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to another episode of Maiden Voyage. <laughs> Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow Voyagers.